Welcome to the 136th Make Pro Wrestling Majestic Again. I am Tiger Height. And I'm Peanut Gallery. So, uh, I am changed my segment to talk more about drama. And obviously, this week has been a lot. There have been a lot of uh, outside things going on, especially around the McMahon situation. Yep. I know, being the dead horse, but that's pretty much what everybody is talking about. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So... The big one with what I saw was basically the implication that Triple H is involved in this scandal or he knew about it. Well, there almost has to be a given that being related to McMahon means that you're probably a little... No, I I do not believe that. This A, this could be slander. Like 100%, if you are implicated in something that you are literally not involved with, in an attempt to character assassinate somebody, this is slander. Because it's she did not bring up Triple H. She didn't bring up anybody else other than John Laurinaitis, Mr. McMahon, and the implication of Brock Lesnar, even right. though it wasn't Brock Lesnar. So, but this really just highlights how absolutely insane these wrestling journalists are going at this point. They are going to try yeah. their damnedest mm-hmm. to destroy wwe in some way shape or form like 100 percent. but also i also have to bring something up and i'm not saying that what happened to her what did not happen but something within especially with the lawyer is giving me a weird vibe Mm -hmm. she is putting herself out there a lot yeah and you should know as a lawyer, if there is a current investigation going on, you shut your damn mouth. But she has done at least three interviews Jeez. since this motion has been filed. <laughs> like, is that not sketchy to anybody else? That's so weird. It's either she's trying to get celebrity off of the situation, which is mm-hmm. disgusting, or there's something else happening. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that she's wrong. But this is weird. Right. 100%, it's just like, my, my red flags are going up. Uh, John Laurinaitis' statement through the lawyer. Yeah, and we're talking a little bit more about that on my end as well. Right, uh, but I wanted to show what this statement was. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that John was a victim. Right. So this, there are, so two things here are being implied. A, the allegations are true because right now they're only allegations. Right. But number two, that John Laurinaitis was a victim. Mm-hmm. How is John Laurinaitis a victim? It, unless Mr. McMahon put a gun to his head and said, fuck the bitch. Mm-hmm. He is not a victim. And more so, he did it by himself at points. Right. So... This is ludicrous to the biggest extent of ludicrous. The only person who is being big brain at this point is Brock Lesnar, and we don't even know if he was the one. Right. So, uh, like Peanut Gallery said, we'll talk more about it, but I wanted to at least show the statement because it is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that, that this lawyer is like, he was a totes victim too, brah. It's stupid. <laughs> Uh, speaking of victim, Maria, once again, being a fucking moron. Uh, Maria, 
if you had this problem with this company, why did you agree to be rehired by right. What if, if, if this was a problem, because she complained about this the first time she was released too. Right. You are not a victim of shit. Right. You are not trying to change the culture of a goddamn thing, you credulous little bitch. All you're doing is piggybacking off of a possible really serious thing to get some clout. Yeah, pretty much. And But this is not just Maria. I think I brought up Maria because this is just credulous. Mm-hmm. This is like the entire wrestling community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Trying to make an absolute mountain out of a possible mountain. Right. It's like there was an investigation. It's, it's been established. The FBI are investigating. Right. How about we, we all shut up? We, we shut up and we wait. Right. They're not, they take this shit really seriously. Right. And I told you guys in a different video that I am a wait and see guy as mm-hmm. it relates to allegations like this because this kind of crime, other than being a child molester, is irreparably damaging mm-hmm. to an individual on any scale. Right. So them taking advantage of that is just disgusting to me, and I wanted to point it out and call you guys a bunch of morons because mm-hmm. you have no idea what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, AEW. All right. So I, I, I tried to find a better picture, but I couldn't. So this is going to be basically a absolute facts-based thing on how bad this situation is. And AEW's been hovering around the 800,000, but like steadily it's been declining. Yeah, but I think it's glaringly obvious based on these two numbers alone. Alone, this was facts based of collision on Saturday. Of, now, was this coming Saturday? No, this was from the third. Okay. So I took this screenshot twenty one hours after the original post. So this was actually screenshotted on Saturday. Okay. So do you see the numbers, right? Yeah. Do you know how many people can fit the capacity for this building? Don't know. 7,688, and they have the ticket distribution. This was the day of. Mm-hmm. At 2,900. That is less than half by a significant margin. Oh, that's like a third. Yeah. That is, there's no part of that that is good. They no. couldn't get 3,000 people to show up. And this is in Texas. Right. This is a building in Texas. So that just traditionally has a pretty good market for wrestling. So this is this is really bad on every level. Yeah, and and people can make the excuse about the um, Royal Rumble. No, no, no. They can make the excuse about the the entrance. Oh, but yeah. The that's thing right. is, is that you know then you have floor seating, which a lot of other sports don't have. Right. Like this is because I, I don't know what the capacity part of this number lies on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to assume. It does not include floor. No. So yeah, yeah. You're just looking at seating capacity. You're not looking at. Floor. They couldn't even get three thousand people. Right. They couldn't get three thousand people. Like that is not good in any way. And Ooh. even if you're the biggest AEW mark, you have to look at that and say, okay, there is definitely something up. Oh yeah. But this one is even worse. So this is for Dynamite this coming Wednesday. So okay. these numbers might change. The 
setup is 5,000. There is current, they haven't sold 5,000 yet, but they could. Yeah. Uh, they still have about 900 tickets available when I took the screenshot. You know how big this fucking building is? How big? The, the seating capacity is so horrible. This is really bad. This is the seating capacity for this building in every level. And the closest one that I could see is the end um, stage of concerts. concerts. So I'm looking at 12,000 for end stage concerts, which makes sense. People, that is, once again, less than half. And you say, oh, well, look at theater. I don't know how they do the setup with, as it relates to theater. Right. But when they do basketball, where there's no floor seating. Hockey, well, there is some floor seating at basketball. Oh, there some. Well, yes, yeah, Definitely some. no floor seating in hockey and indoor football. Um, in the round concerts, concerts which, is, which is where the platform is in the middle. So right. there is floor seating but there's there. No, but there's no like large entryway or right. something like, yeah. NSH concerts would make the most sense as a good comparison. That this is not good. And how many seats did you say they were selling? thousand. Uh, the current setup is 5,205 and they are about just a thousand away from uh, making that. That is the entire, like two upper bowls totally draped right. off and they can't even get that. People are like, well, that's where the hard camera is, but those seats aren't, tarped right the tarping tells you that those seats were never available for purchase right in the first place right so them being empty means that those seats were there's nothing about that card is enticing enough for people to make a purchase and go to the show right so instead of hanging on wwe and everything scandal how about you look inward and say we kind of need to get something done because TNA is quickly coming up here. Right. I think they're hard to kill. Almost matched the um, the collision. Probably. And collision has it, collision is dead. Like let's just get rid of collision. Oh yeah. Collision and rampage that'll help them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really need stories are the driving force of wrestling. And there are no stories, as far as I know. Yeah, they just throw a bunch of people in matches and call it a fucking day. Did you see the card, what they're doing? No. It's horrible. It's horrible. So this is horribly embarrassing on every level. There was just my little stir the pot of wrestling drama. I probably missed one or two. I know there was some earlier. Yeah. Uh, But... Let me know how. Um, let me know what you guys think about these stories. I think uh, they were interesting. So when we come back, Peanut Gallery, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to see about some news this week. Oh. So let's take a look. All right. All right. We are back, and I'm just going to put my hand right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, obviously the biggest news story of the week is the Rock's insertion to the WrestleMania main event scene of, at, at some, sort of, some sort of time. And with the injury of CM Punk, I kind of saw this thing coming. I'm going to be honest with you. I think all of this is a gigantic work. I think it's going to be a triple threat match for the title. You think it is? I believe so. I think they're going to pull off something because it just doesn't make sense and for got, Cody to go right. after the other title. And 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 the thing the thing of it is is that. We all are anticipating Cody and Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, but, of course, with CM Punk, who was the presumptive other entrant into the main event scene at WrestleMania being injured, yep. it kind of had to change some plans a little bit. 
So I commend The Rock for inserting himself into this situation in order to kind of garner some interest, I guess you could say, in the WrestleMania main event scene. Mm -hmm. Of course, keeping up with the theme of keeping things a little more um, a little more interesting. However, it has caused a lot of controversy. A lot of people are starting to push back at this. But here's the thing. If you have a problem with The Rock being inserted in this match, the best way to do it is to vocalize it, not have a bitch fit on Twitter. And then the thing is that they are vocalizing. Yes, it. but that's what you need to do. Look at what happened with Brian Daniels. Right. It's the ex it's almost a mirror. Yeah. Where they had to change the plans because you couldn't ignore the popularity. Mm -hmm. If you want to make that change, you can't let up until the change is made. Mm -hmm. But I still believe that they are doing this. 100% on purpose. Yep. I think they knew that this was going to get backlash. I think they knew this. Yeah, I think I think so too. However, it does again garner some interest but at, but in at what's the, going on. But at the same time, the WrestleMania main event. But at the same time, it is WrestleMania. Yeah. This is where they bring out the celebrities mm -hmm. for these matches. This is just and, and this is highlighting the celebrity versus working man sort of relationship. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen, um, but it's it's going to make things a little more interesting. Let's put it that way. Yep. And uh, moving on to our next story. First, we all knew this match was going to happen. First WrestleMania match. Yeah. Uh, we were going to talk about all the positives that the Royal Rumble did. And Bailey was 100% the right person to yep. win this. The and, and we knew that this match was going to happen upon Bailey winning the match. Because we knew that the damage control faction was going to betray her, and they should have they should have um, continued the pullback. They should have it. continued the teasing, but it's fine. It happens. They wanted to make something. They backed themselves into a corner, yeah. and I, I think appropriately this had to happen. Bailey is a super over baby face yep. too, so that's really cool. Yep. Uh, I watched the SmackDown, and basically Bailey picked up Japanese on them talking to each other in Japanese. Mm -hmm. I would have loved for Bailey to say a full blown ass sentence, or even challenge Io in Japanese yeah. for the title. That would have been sick. Um, but this is—it was just a little rush. Yeah, I think they think they could have teased it a little bit more, and but then we, but blow it again, off later. But we all knew that inevitably this match was going to happen. Yep. Um, and that is a good thing. What a great first match to start off with for WrestleMania. Absolutely, Absolutely. it has the story. Yep. Bailey is now a baby face, and she's a good baby face. I yep. like Bailey a lot, so she definitely deserves. This. Yes, she does. And, of course, we got to continue with the McMahon controversy. It just doesn't stop. There's so much that's going on with this. Um, so many things that are being brought to light with these revelations happening. Um, obviously, we just discussed in the previous one, where now it's a federal investigation. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that more people are starting to come forward well, with their to, own allegations Now, hang on. Well. Now, to my knowledge, the only person who has said anything was the lawyer. Yes. I do not believe that there have been additional people that have publicly come out and said anything more. But it has become heavily implied within the industry yeah. that other people have been involved in this, um, most notably being Ashley Massaro, 
Um, we we knew that there was something sketchy yeah. with Massaro for a while on yeah. that, but, but she can't. It, she she's not here to defend right. herself. So I'm not obviously going to say that she's lying no. or anything. But once again, we need to heavily imply because now this is a federal investigation, and we can't we can't comment. We can't make any comments or assumptions on the matter until the these are these are only over. allegations right. in this country. It is innocent until proven guilty. It is but, the best system man, in the he, world. Get but over McMahon it. McMahon is is putting is being put through the ringer when it comes to this investigation. I, like, I, there are some very serious allegations. Serious enough to where the WWE no longer has his profile on their website, just as an example. Yeah, I even looked. Um so it just goes to show that WWE, it's TKO, they want to distance themselves from McMahon as much as possible. I don't think it's gonna be Chris Benoit level distancing, because of course McMahon legitimately founded the company, but I don't see them acknowledging Vince McMahon anytime soon no. in any capacity. Unless unless he has proven innocent without a shadow of a fucking doubt. That's and the only time. Which is highly doubtful. But hey, let's move on and talk about another person who's being quickly removed from the entire WWE system, and that's Brock Lesnar. I think it's bullshit. Um. Brock Lesnar has been removed from mobile games. Yes. Um, he has been removed from creative plans, as we had discussed um, going forward. And I think that they're doing this out of, out of an abundance of caution because it is heavily implied that... Lesnar had some that, say within these yes. direct allegations mm-hmm. with this. Indiv- I can't even remember her name, to be honest with you. But the point being is that this is, again... A, a a highlight of how quickly the situation changes right up against WrestleMania season because Brock Lesnar was going to be put into a program with um with first with Dominic Mysterio at Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. and then possibly with Gunther at WrestleMania. Now we all know that uh, Braun Breaker had replaced. I think Breaker is going to replace Lesnar uh, with all of that. Replace Lesnar, um, but yeah. Uh, good for good for Braun Breaker, obviously, to fill those shoes is a pretty he did a pretty damn pretty, good job too. Pretty high task, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Especially given the circumstances to the replacement, it's yep. not like Lesnar died. It's, right, is that he's been heavily implied in it? Like I said, he has not been named. He has right. not been named, and we need you to heavily say that it's like. They're doing this out of the abundance of caution due yep. to these things. That's yep. the only reason for it. Yep. And then, of course, we have talked about the third piece of this, which is John Moore Knight. Or, oh. um, I guess I don't. Yeah, we. There we there go. Sorry, I, so, I, I had my things mixed up. Okay. In order. Anyways, John Laurinaitis, of course, his lawyer said that he is actually a victim in this, um, and we don't know how much of that word we can take for this. But uh, that's the most ridiculous. Like I, like I said in my part, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire I life. I think I think that this has also um, brought the Bellas into the conversation as well. Of course, the Bellas being the stepdaughters of I, John Morrison. Um, I, I think their mom and uh, John divorced. I could be wrong, but at some points in time, they were yep. they were around, yes. and so. Uh, they they haven't said anything publicly. They well, they have commented on it. They they well yeah they they commented on it, but they never said John Laurinaitis right. or their knowledge of it. They just right. they just basically 
said their general shit. Well, their lawyers said right. their general shit. They, um, so we'll see how much weight that has in a court of law. But it's interesting to note that, hey, uh, John Laurinaitis might actually be a victim. Now let's talk about CMLL. Well, how, how the fuck is John Laurinaitis? It's not like somebody raped him. Right. But it might have been a coercion. Anyway, CMLL is officially now part of AEW. Now, the reason I want to talk about this is because we're kind of getting into a territory where there might be a conflict of interest, given the fact that uh, um, AEW also has a working relationship with Triple Ah. Um, of course, it's not out of the realm of possibility for uh, for AEW to work with both CMLL and Triple Ah. It's just kind of awkward as to how they're introducing these talents into New, J- the, New Japan works. Into I think the New Japan AEW works. system. I think New Japan works with both of them, don't they? No, they don't. I think they only work with CMLL. No, I Voldor Jr. is on their roster list. Voldor Jr. is on CMLL's roster. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a little bit of an unprecedented territory, I would like to say. Now, what, now it's, it's only a working relationship, right? Yes. It's not like AEW absorbed them. And I know Tony Khan has an announcement uh, this coming Wednesday. And, of course, we'll talk about that as well. However, um, I do think that it's interesting because why is it that all of a sudden CMLL is wanting to work with AEW? I think CMLL wants to get more of an international reach because mm-hmm. AAA has been so incredibly successful mm-hmm. with that um, incorporation outside. And CM- or CMLL has always had a reputation on tradition to the point of nauseam. Yeah. Uh, to where they have a lot of really old wrestlers, and they have a certain less than favorable reputation. So then, bringing out uh, Volador and Mystico, some of the more of the larger stars and the younger stars too, uh, is giving me those vibes of there's going to be more of this. Now the matches that we I almost brought up one of the matches that we were going to watch because it wasn't great. Uh, but I think this is actually going to be a net positive. I think it'll be uh, right. Uh, breathe some life, but for God's sake, we have a story. It's it's not the lack of the stars there, right. Tony. It's the lack of the story. You're missing. Right. You're missing the component that people give a shit about. Right. Um. But I. But I do wonder. I do wonder why CML is starting to work with AEW. I wonder if maybe their relationship with Triple is a little rocky at the moment. We just don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyways, let's move on to the next story. Uh. The Tony. Well, we we were already talking about Tony Khan. We so were. he's gonna make a big announcement next week, boys. Better he's, he's going back to his old. Let's make a big announcement. So his, 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 his big announcement that he's going to rehab. <laughs> it's like seriously. I think I I think it's gonna be he something. Stopped. He stopped for a while. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, I think what will happen is that he will talk about this stuff with CMLL more. Yeah. Just because CMLL is everywhere. They're, they were not only on Collision, they were on Rampage, and I think they're going to be, I think there are some that are going to be on Dynamite next okay. week too. Um, but we can assume that that is what the big announcement is going to be. But again, it's been a few months, so it's like we have to go back to this old shtick again about big well, announcements. The, the last, the last to... one was so fucking god-awful that yeah. he's like, well, maybe I should not do that. So anyways, Stupid. expect to see more of it. And let's talk about Jordan Grace. She made a big impact, no pun intended, on the WWE. And more interestingly, she heavily implied that this might not be her last appearance with the promotion. Of course, this has been a boon for 
TNA has just been hitting on all cylinders yeah. as of late since um, they Especially Jordan over. Grace and her performance at the Rumble. Um, a lot of people praised it. She did a great job from what I saw. Um, and again, we, watched, we watched the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, and, of course and, did, and yeah. again, um, she did indicate that this is just the beginning of some sort of working relationship between TNA and WWE. Yeah, WWE and, reached out to TNA. And, and she, I think, is going to be a big part of that revival if you want to call it that of this of this working relationship yep um so i'm excited for it yeah um and and you know based off of the interviews that she had all of the publicity she has been getting on both wwe and tna's channels um she is the perfect figurehead for that bridge to happen. Yeah, I think she's a really good start. Mickey James, I think, was the first like really big hit because mm-hmm. that was during the McMahon era. Yep. But since McMahon is totally out of there, I think TKO might have more of a vested interest in saying, hey, these other wrestling promotions are kind of cool, except for uh, that one with the crackhead. Let's work with like an actual yep. company. So yeah. they chose... TNA because TNA is willing to work with you and they're cool. So yeah. there you go. So anyways, um, that was another big story I wanted to mention. And then of course we have to end off with Jacob. Jacob Fatu is now a free agent, man, uh, and it is heavily implied that he is going to possibly make a jump to the WWE. Now there has been speculation regarding his criminal record Mm -hmm. on that being a hindrance on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was arrested and sentenced, I cannot remember how long, uh, for being involved in a robbery. Mm -hmm. He was 18 at the time. I think he's 32. Mm -hmm. I think he was born in 1992. So, yeah, that's 32. Yeah. Uh, So, I think there might be, like, a point where he's keeping his nose squeaky clean. We'll give him a shot. Um, I think this is a really big loss for MLW. I don't know why they're releasing all of these big guys. Uh, I just think their contract's running out and they don't have the money because he is now probably worth a lot of lot more money. And he is one of the only people in the Fatu dynasty to not have worked for the WWE who is currently wrestling right now. Is Umaga's kid out of... Um... Uh, is, is Umaga's kid out of a wrestling school yet, or do we know? I don't think so, but okay. I, I, I believe that he is working with uh, Booker T's school, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's, he's with um, so them. So that's essentially a WWE. Oh, that was the other thing yeah. uh, that, that was announced, I think, like right before the show. Uh, Booker T will not be at Vengeance Day. He went through a medical operation. I'm not uh-huh. sure what. But anyways, I want to talk about that because this is interesting. I uh, thought to on free agency, right before WrestleMania, you know that WWE is going to want to get something get, with get something with him going. Yep, I, I think that's an appropriate part uh, because he's... And, and criminal records have not stopped people from going to the WWE before. It's not, it's, it's not like he killed anybody. It was, right. a, it was a robbery. I'm, I, I mean, heck, MVP is still working with the company. Yeah, and he MVP... He went to prison. Yeah, he was, he was he went straight to prison, I think, for literally the same thing. Yeah, so... so it's not going to stop him. Um, he, from what I, from what I've heard, he's a pretty good talent. Um, he's a great talent. Put him in the WWE system. Uh, give him NXT contract and see what happens. Yep, I, I agree with you on that. So 
that's about wrapping up on the news. Yeah. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble. Yep. And we're going to be doing this review a little bit differently. We are back. So instead of going per match and doing it in that way, I want, we were talking about this, and we're going to be doing this to where we're going to be talking about everything good and everything bad about it. Mm -hmm. I have not yet decided if I'm going to separate these out into two separate videos. I might. Um, But let's just record it all in one. Yeah. So anyways. uh, Royal Rumble. uh, Positive. Uh, I like both winners. The winners, winners are great. Yep, uh, I think the I, th- I think the uh, alternatives that could have been either just as good or just as good because these are the two best uh, on the women's side, Nia mm-hmm. to win it, but she didn't. Uh, and then for the men, it was oh God, it was it was Cody. It was or not Cody. Um, uh, CM Punk, Punk or Gunther. Yeah. It would be my uh, alternative choice if I couldn't choose yep. Cody Rhodes. Um, but anyways, uh, I did the the finish of the women's match, uh, women's Royal Rumble match. I f- I felt it felt a little rushed to me. Yep. Um, both both matches were just under an hour and ten minutes. I think the women's was an hour and six, and the men's was an hour and eight. And and you know these kinds of matches are really hard. I get it. These matches are really hard to produce. And they're really hard to time correctly. They they did great on both, by the way. I thought these were two pretty strong rumbles. I've seen better rumbles on both. I have, but, but this, these were these were probably these were obviously stronger than last year. Yep. Um, but again, the the endings felt just a little rushed for the women's side, especially. It was very much pronounced. It was like, oh look, you just kicked live off and now bailey won right Hooray. it was it was that one was kind of a weird one uh, it was. With, with the final elimination i kind of like something with a little more movement and yeah action. i want to i want to see the two really kind of go at it instead of like oh well tri- my trick of the trick of the board here right my my favorite elimination that perfectly exemplifies what a great elimination was when alberto del rio won it against santino where he just grabbed them and like Toss them with like this big like rainbows. I go whoosh. Yeah, that, those are the like for the final elimination. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I like those kinds of eliminations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Anyways, moving on to the next uh, next thing. Um. The TNA involvement. Yep. And and we talked ad nauseum about this one as well. Uh. So it was just great. It was just great to have Jordan Grace. My my. Not, not only enter the match, but to have. A TNA as an organization being acknowledged and referring to the championship as the knockouts champion. Yep. Another thing that I liked too was when Naomi returned, they acknowledged the fact that she was the TNA knockouts champion. They did do that. Um, and then they also, because Jordan Grace, I think, came in two uh, entries after Naomi because Naomi was number two. Yep. And Jordan was number four. They actually had a moment together where they were able to. And they, they actually talked about their match yep. because Jordan beat Trinity at the time for the title. Yes. So that was all really good. And I'm really liking that acknowledgement. And, and again, the positive feedback that has come out from both sides has just been amazing. Yep, I've, I'm very excited to see what they do for the future because yep. we could see more. We could see Elimination Chamber. We could yep. see Mania. There's, there's the possibilities of something like this are endless. Yep, and right absolutely. now, and right now, since WWE is just absolutely steamrolling, you know that TNA roster is going to say, "Hey, let me go to Perth. Let me right. go to Mania." And, and and I think that this is going to be good for TNA as well because they can attract a lot more talent because that might yep, choose to go to because they are white hot yeah. right now. I mean, they 
every single show has been like better ratings, better demo. Yep. People are paying attention to them in such a positive way. Things are just going so well for TNA. Yeah. I can't say enough. And this just perfectly exemplifies uh, that absolute positive thing after Hard to Kill. Yeah. It's a new promotion. Yeah, and it I absolutely it's a brand love new it. promotion. Uh, the, so this was the response to the McMahon scandal. I thought right. this was done so great. Yep. Um, where they were going to ask about it, the little uh, pro wrestling writers, they wanted to dig their little yep. shin in there. Of course they did. Um, but Triple H handled it very professionally. Yep. Um, it basically saying, we acknowledge that it happened. We acknowledge these lawsuits. And we're just going to let the courts play it out. Uh, TKO was very happy about yes. Triple H's response to it, uh, to where it was short and sweet. Yep. Uh, how they reacted in general yeah. to the Royal Rumble uh, right after, because the lawsuit was filed that Thursday. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have been catastrophic, but they pulled off a really good show. Yeah, they did. And a really good presser. So, there you go. Uh, anything else to add on that? No. Okay. Uh, and then finally, just the Royal Rumble and the pacing of the matches was, I think, I thought pretty good. Yeah, there were only four matches on the card, but that's really all it needed was four matches. Yep, they didn't overstuff it with a bunch of crap yep. that was not necessary to fill out, oh, we need five to six matches. If the show only needs four matches, the show only needs four matches. Yes, yeah, it does not need more than that. So I was really happy overall. The crowd was white hot with everything that they mm -hmm. did. It looked great. The it production did. was awesome. Yep. Uh, it just feels like a totally different promotion. The, the only thing that I saw was one of the cameramen, I think, like tripped over one of the wires a little bit. But. Yeah. But once again, this is a very complicated match to produce. Yes. There's a lot of working parts and pieces. Your head has to be on a swivel yep. no matter where you are. So having it be as smooth as it was, I thought was very good. So I'm yep. very happy overall with how they did this. Yep, and let's talk about a few of the negatives now. Yes, uh, so the first big negative I put on there, and this is not because of her, uh, Jade Cargill's performance. It was... It was disappointing. I mean, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't disappointing, but she definitely showed her greenness. Um, I here's where I'm standing on this. I agree with you, but I cannot necessarily blame Jade on this. No, this is 100% a WWE situation. Yeah. Um, it's not. I don't believe that she isn't ready, mm -hmm. but I think this kind of match is a hard one to it's, come I think back it's hard on for anyone to debut on. Yeah, and that's the problem. It, they they Jade, wanted Jade, they Jade, wanted to book her strong. So they remember last time the WWE had a major debut on a Royal Rumble, AJ Styles. Um, he was not booked. I mean, I guess there were others, but I'm going to compare her with AJ Styles. AJ Styles did not necessarily have the highest expectations. Like he was booked in the match very early. Pina Gallery, Pina Gallery. There is a big difference between AJ Styles and Jade Cargill. AJ Styles wrestled 15 fucking years okay. before this match. That's true. Jade Cargill debuted, I think, in like 2017. There's so, a big and, difference between those. You know, but, but, but the comparison that I wanted to make was in a high-stress high, high stress situation like the Royal Rumble match, your placement matters. Put the newer people that are not used to being in such a big stage earlier in the match. I see what you're saying. Before the pace picks up. 
And then they also didn't have, I mean, I guess we can even go to this Rumble and talk about um, talk about uh, um, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, first WWE match ever. She did not have the biggest expectations in the world to perform at a high level. But with Jade Cargill, they wanted to put her on a pedestal immediately. So she had to perform. She had to make a so statement. So to what I am aware of is that she basically forgot everything that she was supposed to do when she got in the ring. And I think that's not indicative of her being a moron. I think because of this situation, yeah. it's like Jade was never put in a match like this. Yep. She never was on a stage like this and she had to unlearn a lot of crap. Yeah. And it's hard to do that. So I'm not saying that Jade did a terrible job. She didn't do a terrible job. But you could it, it exposed a little bit more than I think yeah. I was personally comfortable yeah. with. Um, I would have I would have made her I would have had her debut a little bit earlier. I would have too. I, I would have done have a, have those moments with Bianca, maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe in the match. maybe with some Naya, and right? Have those things there. I I agree with you on that. So the big one is the absolute lopsidedness yeah. of Raw to SmackDown. And before we get into it, I have a couple of numbers here. The current rosters, Raw has 36 men and 22 women, and SmackDown has 34 men and 16 women. So not, you know... But, that, but again, you have a three-hour show versus a two-hour show. Yeah, but, but the point of bringing those up is that it's not that big of a difference. Between right. the two. It's by like two and uh, some change. Yeah. It's not a big one, right? So in the Women's Royal Rumble, there were 17 women from Raw and eight from SmackDown. And this is for the men. The men's Rumble had 18 men on Raw and then seven from SmackDown. And I'm looking at this too, and I noticed that all of the SmackDown men were in the first part mm -hmm. of the match. Now, again, I need to stress this as well. There was not going to be a men's... There was not going to be a winner on the men's side from SmackDown. No, so no. we all knew that was going to happen. But come on, spread out a little bit more than yeah. this. It's very lopsided. It's like, you know, Omas, uh, Pat McAfee, and Braun Breaker all came in at the same time. And then the rest of it was all raw. Yeah. But the problem is that the women did a little bit better. Right. Because Bailey but, was, but again, you had a SmackDown woman who was going to win this match. Right. And look at once again, they they lumped they lumped a lot of the people that were not from either yeah. in one part. And and then another thing that you have to notice too is and and we are we need to touch on this as well. NXT tends to debut a lot of their people later. If you look at the men's uh look at the men's again, um they're doing a lot of NXT. I mean, maybe the men's were a little more evened out, but if you look at the women's, a lot of the NXT women were in like some of the last pieces of the match. Right. Um, and uh, also, I think I think that shows the strength of the women's division in NXT because after that, a lot of women have re had received call ups to SmackDown and or Raw. Yeah, Tiffany Stratton mm -hmm. is now on SmackDown, uh, which is weird because her boyfriend is on Raw, but whatever. <laughs> Right, uh, and then Naomi signed a SmackDown too, but yeah. Naomi was not from NXT. Uh, Braun Breaker obviously was a Brock Lesnar replacement, yep. so there's that. So really, there was only one NXT star for on the men's Rumble, which is Carmelo Hayes, number five. Yeah, 
But then you go back to here, and then you have two. You have Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton yep. at that time. Yeah. This is at that time. So it's it, it was just a very strange juxtaposition, and it's completely unfair, I believe. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, Raw has... Okay, they, they put in Piper Niven, Chelsea Green, Zia Lee, Katana Chan, or Caden Carter. It's not like they're bad, but there have been prominent people within SmackDown 2 that have been competing that I think... I mean, I don't I don't really know. What what do you think? Who do you think they could have replaced them with? I, I would have to look at the roster list, to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, the only other person that I could think of, like right off the top of my head, is Charlotte, but she's hurt. Right. Uh, but at the very least, Bailey won. Yeah. So there's that. But the lopsidedness of the Royal Rumble was something that just looking at it post-Royal Rumble was the thing that bothered me. Well, again, but you also have to look at the injuries. Like, I'm sure that Charlotte would have been in the Rumble had she not been hurt. Right. You know, for as just as an example. But anyways, uh, let's move on to our last little piece here. The, the, this the, match pace was, of, the pace of this match was weird. I did not like this match. No. Um, I, I don't know if it was because of the environment or what, but this Fatal 4-Way match was so off to me. It was. It was a very off match. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that it was bad. It's just like the expectation. I think maybe I put too much expectation on it to be oh, like. Oh, here's another, here's another example as to why the men's rumble was so lopsided towards Raw. Because the other two matches, you take out. That, well, that's true. Out, I didn't even think about that. You take out five men on the SmackDown roster. They could have done double duty. They've, they've, done I, it. They've, I, they've done it before. But it's, the roster is a little bigger now. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't even think about. The other two matches were both SmackDown matches. They were. There were no Raw matches outside of those two. So you know that you know that then, um, you know, at least at least all five of the non-Roman Reigns guys were going to be in the Rumble had they not participated. In that's matches. true. That's that's one hundred percent true. I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. Uh, do you think that there would have been a Raw match if Seth Rollins wasn't hurt? You know, I don't think so. I, I don't think so, regardless, because I don't think that there was enough of a storyline beyond like CM Punk obviously gunning after Seth, where he could have had a feasible match. They didn't have a match booked for him, and so that's fine. It's fine that he wasn't booked in a match. Okay, I, I just wasn't sure what your opinion was on that because you know, like you said, five people totally taken out of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Well, in, in a pseudo capacity, the winner of the Universal title match was obviously not... Well, once again, we've seen that before, too. Brock Lesnar yeah. was Universal champion, and he was in the Rumble. So, But you're not going to have something like that happening. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, that's kind of where that whole thing came from. I'm like, you thought about it, I'm like, oh, well, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think the women's was the one that was more glaring to me. That was just like, okay, come on. There, there are more women on there. Can we at least replace one with the other? Yeah, just I'm so, so, I'm so looking forward to Tamina. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Tamina in fucking months. I mean, if I had the roster, I probably would have pulled it up, and I could have probably given you names that would have made maybe a little more sense. But, you know. That's just me. But anyways, um, do you have anything else? Is I don't there, have there any other negatives because those are the ones that were glaring to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, the other match uh, was fine. It was just there. Okay. Yeah, but I don't have anything else to say about it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so when we come back, we have a very special little match. I'm excited Hooray. for this one.
So we are back, and we actually have a modern match. So this happened on Dynamite. Okay. Uh, this was a match between Wardlow and Commander. And oh, if you're boy. wondering why, yeah, sure. Oh, it was only five minutes. Yep. Tear this young man apart. He's going to destroy him. Well, and we were, we're talking about Commander. And I did fix up a little bit on the um, on the end of making sure that these things were smoothly working for everybody. So, so the undisputed. Before we really get into it, you have the Undisputed Kingdom do all this cool shit, right? Right. Be, the main event program, and within the span of two weeks, now Wardlow's is facing a random person. Roger Strong hasn't been competing. and Yeah, because Wardlow is part of that, right? Yeah, he's part of it. Um, And this was not the main event, right? This was not the main event, no. Okay, that's what I thought. This was like smack dab in the middle of the show. Oh, okay. Win the match so you could face Commander coming up. For the international title and revolution. You just tell that Warlow just does not care. Right. And he has, he has the looks. He, he looks good. Right. He would be a great asset. In, uh, at, well, obviously, he's going to be first, but... He's a lot to un- he has a lot to unlearn. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he'd be a great uh, Braun Breaker replacement. It's just so stupid. Like, why? Why have this match? Commander is obviously no Commander match sucks. This flashcard thing is so bothering me. I know. But I. <sighs> It's it's almost like it's almost taking up half the. Look at how big this thing is! It's huge. God, that's so distracting. <laughs> how much more crap can you do? Right. Oh, here's another thing. Well, I think they're just doing this for all the commercials. It just, just, just does. I don't, I don't understand. Adam, uh, Adam Cole kind of looks like um, a bartender that we see pretty much every Friday. He kind of looks like Charlie. Kind of does. It's kind of weird now. I can't see that. <laughs> I just wanted to say that's about it. See ya. You know, here's the thing about Commander. It's like I'm sure he's great as a luchador, but this is not the match. I don't even think he's. As- that he's really not all that impressive. I've never, I've never been like commanders like this awesome luchador. They're much better luchadors. I mean, the only reason that commander is in this promotion and jobbing out to Wardlow is because of money. Yep, it's all because of, uh, it's all because of Shad Khan's money. Shahid Khan's money, not Tony's. I said Shad, but he goes. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. I was vaguely paying attention. No, this 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 match is so horribly paced. And then look at the lighting on this too. It's garbage. No, they have it blacked out because nobody's fucking there. This crowd, it crickets. This ref is. This this match feels five minutes, and it feels like twenty minutes have happened. I know. Why? You're just, he's, all he has literally done was throw him around. Okay, this shit bugged the shit out of me when I saw this. 
during a match, he has to look up. He has, at he has to look up at himself flexing. It's how insulting to your opponent. Maybe that's kind of the reason. Yeah. But Commander literally has gotten like no offense this entire match. Pretty much. This is done really bad too. Like these two cannot lead a match to save their life. No. That was a pretty bad spot. I gotta beat up the Mexican, right? Okay, come on, people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My God. I said Warlord has all the tools. Yep. Well, except for that, that was awful. God Almighty, I love man. I love Tazan commentary. The Yambag region. He's so great. Okay, come on, Wardlow. You cannot be this stupid. That took him that took it that took an eternity to do that spot. Okay, okay, this is this is the big spot. This is like this big botch. Look at where Commander lands. Right on his freaking head. Right on his wow. neck. Do you see how Wardlow's holding his throat? Yes, yeah. Commander's like just whack right yep. on his throat. Man, a commander takes for fucking ever to do a spot. Oh, that was the knee too. Like, oh. oh, that hurt. You can tell that he is dazed. I mean, here's like I said. Look, look at his look at his face is turning bright red because he can barely fucking breathe. Although this this is where it got really bad. I'm not sure if it, it was like. I thought you were going for a power bomb, and now you're here. This camera work is garbage. Oh, I know. I, what did he even do? I don't know. Great camera work. Great camera work, guys. Rinky Dink, red mark on daddy money. <laughs> did you see that power bomb? Yeah, that was so. Ouch. Ugh. Oh, that was that just, felt like it took twenty years. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh my god, I don't want to see this anymore. All right, so if you have any recommendations on matches, let us know. Uh, also, let us know what you thought about our new way of doing the pay per view reviews. So next week we are going to be covering the show that's happening tonight. Vengeance. We're going to be doing that right now, and also it's going to be on a Saturday because we don't do a show on Super Bowl Sunday. So there you go. Uh, like, follow, subscribe. Scan the uh, uh, the link tree. Redden or me for all the links for all of our social medias. Subscribe to the channel, share it with all your friends. And as always, be majestic.